Welcome back to the dorkiest podcast, fellow variants. We're happy that you could be here today. I am your co-host, Mike. Joining me on this episode is someone who is always trying to disrupt the flow of the sacred timeline. It's my good friend, Daniel. Daniel, are you ready for spooky season, bro? I am. I just I just got the Halloween decorations out today. So. Oh, that was just about to ask. Yeah, well, over the weekend, me and my family, we put up the the decor. We didn't do the outside this year, but like, oh man, the, the inside is just a, 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 a monster mash wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we've learned is that uh, we'll have to get more because the past few years we have been decorating an apartment and that does not translate to nearly as much stuff when you have a whole house to work with right right are you just kind of like accumulating new spooky stuff like uh over the years yeah of course i uh we now that we have like a house we decorate you know it's like more stuff that actually goes together not the weird hodgepodge of stuff that's collected <laughs> over the over the years yeah I mean, there, there, there is a bit of a charm in that though right like just kind of like nothing makes sense everything's just like okay that's a horrific you know gory mask but that's also like a cute little bat like right next to it like a look smiley bat that a three-year-old made so you know it's sometimes i love that that kind of discrepancy between the two right that's cool you have anything like uh, any like centerpiece uh that you guys have at your house this year uh i say not necessarily that we're just trying to figure out what all we actually have mm, okay do what about what about costumes you got your kids costumes this year I say yes, we do. <laughs> so the, this year, uh, my eldest will be a pirate. Oh, no, not pirate. It'll be Spider Man, and my youngest will be a pumpkin. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> How'd you mix up pirate and Spider Man? Is this a <laughs> Spider Man? Is this a pirate variant of Spider Man? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, let's see. The reason I got confused was my wife bought him a pirate costume, but that's not for Halloween. That is for when we go on our cruise next ah, year. Right on. Right on. Kids, are you also aware that kids grow incredibly fast? Are you sure this pirate costume is going to fit him? Right, that is it. She, we game plan for that. We bought a size up. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. See, now, yeah. You better not grow any any further than that. Right. But uh, yeah, I was like, audience, I'm just going to let you know if I appear scatterbrained, I, I am sorry. My, my work is trying to murder me. Oh, that's sorry to hear that, dude. You doing all right otherwise? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's just, uh, what, like I said, until I checked, like, until I messaged you, I, I really kind of forgot it was our, <laughs> our coordinate. I forgot it was Monday uh, because my, I'm working six days a week, so all of my days are just running together. Oh, uh, well, you know, hopefully, well, first of all, you know, you're using your one day of, you're using your one day off to, like, record with me. So thank you. I hope, I, I hope. Uh, let's make it worth it is what i'm trying to say well as i know my one day off was saturday i did work today oh you worked today oh nuts yeah. well i hope it's worth it <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's try not to take up too much of your time which but you know I, I every time i always say that or think that and then we do it like an mcu episode it's like okay all right let's <laughs> there's so much to talk about but let's try our best to 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 ease our way into this that's right we are going back to the mcu we aren't done with phase four Phase four was such a gigantic beast starting in 2020 that like we couldn't do it in one episode when we did that, you know, a few months back. So now we are going back to phase four and we're going to be ranking the, oh my God, eight shows uh, that Disney plus had from 2021 to 2022 oh, uh, of 
we'll, we'll say it right here a varying Very degrees cool. of quality yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> will anything fall beneath the incredible hulk <laughs> we'll find out we, we, see, we will see my, my joke was let's see we have 31 will anything be above number 15 all my joke was like will anything reach in the top half Ooh, I mean, I, I'm looking at two right now that I, I I feel very passionate about. So I hope that you'll join me in that, or I can at least turn you around to my side. Right. So, <laughs> but we we'll get. See. To, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, I know you've been busy, my friend, since the last time we recorded. What is it? Have you uh, you have been playing over there? <laughs> oh. As he as he chuckles. Yeah, it's like my yeah. I have not touched anything a single video like said, game you've touched yeah. your phone probably right right well i said uh, that that's what working 60 to 65 hours a week will do to it oh, well i'm sorry to hear that and you still trying to you, you you're trying to do your best to make some time for jedi fallen order at least yeah at some point. Like, yeah i'll try i'm like i'm hoping that uh after the next week or two it will start slacking off and i will remember what t- the passage of time is <laughs> okay well then let's move on to myself and i'll i'm and i say this to not make you jealous or anything but i've had a lot of time to play some games <laughs> so <laughs> uh, i'll just kind of go through them in order uh, because i'm going I'm, I'm doing like this cool thing that i've always wanted to do and now that i have the final fantasy pixel remaster like collection i can finally do it uh but first uh, going back to what I talked about last time, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, that uh, ker- kerfuffle of a game. Oh my gosh, it's it's both equally as enjoyable as it is the dumbest game I've ever played. I I went through that. Fine. Do I recommend people go check it out? Only if you want to like dunk on it. Like if <laughs> my wife and I found it on a sale like several months ago, and we're like, hey, you know what? If this is like worth twenty dollars of laughing, and oh boy, I, th- I feel like we got our money's worth in in that. Like every line that this guy, that's the, this main character Jack delivers, is just the cringiest, chuckle worthy line. And and these are lines that me and her like repeat to each other now. This this is now part of our joking joking vernacular going on in the house which is awesome and so I, I feel like it's worth it for that much uh but uh you know if you've never played a final fantasy game before definitely don't start with this one because it's not going to make any sense to you <laughs> uh since most of you are not going to play it i'm going to go ahead and spoil it the the big twist of it is that um it, it was pitched as like oh this is a reimagining of final fantasy one it's not quite that it's actually a prequel to final fantasy one you're playing the origin story of the main villain of final fantasy one so it's a really cool premise, which and it, it it puts into context why he's a maniac and why he's just like 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 why he hates everything. <laughs> so it's cool when you find out the uh, uh, the concept. But if you do choose to go into it, maybe it's better that you know that because then it'll maybe the game will make a little bit more sense to you. Uh, but uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> then I, I moved on to this big project that I've been wanting to do for a long time because you know even. Back when we talked about, uh, you know, Final Fantasy at 
uh, on that episode where we asked to work about Final Fantasy, uh, you know, I even admitted like there's a lot of Final Fantasy games I haven't played in the mainline series. Uh, now that Square has put out the Pixel Remaster Collection and I, I managed to secure myself a copy on Switch, I now have access on Switch at least to all of the mainline Final Fantasy games from 1 to 12. Final Fantasy 13 is still trapped on uh, PlayStation 3, which I, which I still have. Uh, 11 and 14 I can't play because they're online games and then 15 and 16 are current gen games so I am now planning to go from Final Fantasy 1 to Final Fantasy 16 straight just play them all straight through and so far I've gotten through Final Fantasy 1 and 2 two games that I actually have never played before Uh, they both released in 1987 and 1988 uh, yeah, so you were not even existing at that point, and I was two when Final Fantasy II came out. Right. Yeah. So it kind of gives you an idea of just how just how aged this uh, this series has been, how long it's been, and, uh, and and you know, and if I were to judge it by today's standards, these two games. Actually, I just finished Final Fantasy II last night. Um, they're fine. You know, they're uh, definitely a product of their time, uh, story wise. Final Fantasy 2 has a little bit more substance than Final Fantasy 1, if that's what you're looking for. Um, but it's nothing that, like, um, any modern game, you know, it, it doesn't hold a candle to anything, like, modern these days. So don't go into them, uh, you know, expecting, like, these great grandiose stories like modern Final Fantasy games would uh, lead you to lead you to suspect. Like, I'm really kind of doing this more to fill out my knowledge of the series and to replay some of the ones, some some of my old favorites. And also, it's kind of like more of a history lesson, too. You know, I kind of like to see how a series evolves over time. So now that I've gotten uh, to get this taste, I'm excited to start Final Fantasy 3. Uh, on my end, I'm just kind of like deciding if I want to replay the DS remake, which is like a cool, like ground up 3D remake for Nintendo DS from back in 2006, or if I want to continue with the Pixel Remaster route and i'm sort of leaning towards the pixel remaster route uh but that's a story for another time but uh next up uh my wife erica and i started unravel 2 and uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with this one daniel this I, is I actually am oh you are yeah because i know that you and your wife always look for some cool like uh co-op games have you touched have you played this yet I think we played a little of it. We got back way back when we were before we got the PS5 when we were playing stuff while I was on Game Pass. I don't think we ever got a chance to finish it though. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, I even saw on um, how long to beat. It's a nice, short little game too. I think it was it averaged around like five hours. So, you know, if that's something that you guys want to pick up again, you guys can probably finish it. You know, in a in a weekend if you guys had the time. Right yeah so uh, i mean we haven't uh gotten too far i think we got like a couple levels in but it's a nice little co-op platformer i think some of the traversal the the way that you have to help each other like swing across uh some platforms and like help each other like one person grounds themselves while the other person uses the attached yarn to like swing across the thing and you have to do that for the other person Uh, it's it's some really cool co-op mechanics and you know so far i've been pretty impressed with it so i'm excited to see uh, what what else this game has to offer with it? So I mean, if it's just this for another four hours, then like okay, well that was a waste of my time. But uh, oh yeah, it, it seems like this is a, a very creative game. Uh, and I've also been starting on the PS5 now that it is spooky season. Like the it is it's very timely. I've also been playing the Dead Space remake, which released earlier this year, back in January. Have you ever played the Dead Space games? 
I, I have not. I, I I know of them, but I've never touched them myself. Yeah, same here, dude. Like, it, it, I they were so revered. Uh, at least the first, uh, the first two, uh, three, I've been hearing nothing but like bad things about. Um, but like that was just a game that like, even though I love the Resident Evil franchise and survival horror, for some reason I just never got a chance to play those games. And uh, I mean, you know, now that the first one has been remade and to what I'm seeing in reviews and like Metacritic, like to, you know, widely for, to, for some wide, wide acclaim, sorry. Like it, it's, it seems like there's now the perfect time to do it. And, you know, I've picked it up a while ago and, you know, uh, October just seemed like the right time to do it. So, uh, three, four hours in maybe. And it is, it is, it's definitely getting to me. And, you know, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not one to like usually get easily startled by jump scares and stuff i can usually predict them but this game has i don't know if this was what the original did but this game does this really cool thing and it's done it a couple times where it diverts your attention as the player to something else that you need for you know to progress with the puzzle or the traversal or whatever and then the and then like the jump scare will happen like after it's diverted your attention so it's it does these little clever things like that so um so far you know graphically it's great plays great sound design's amazing creature design is just gross like some of the gnarliest gore i've ever seen in a game uh so i've, I've been i've been enjoying that so far so gonna go ahead and uh keep on playing that until spider-man comes out in a couple weeks i'm sure nice uh yeah that space is definitely on my list of things to eventually get around to oh yeah i've been seeing it on sales too uh lately and i'm sure at, at some point in this month like ea will put it out on a pretty pretty deep discount uh just to just just in spirit of the holiday so yeah i mean if you loved also if you've ever played uh the resident evil 4 games or the resident evil 4 remake from earlier this year like this is definitely right up your alley too if you've if you've ever played that so yeah give that one a chance and don't overlook that one uh but uh that'll do it for me so i'm gonna be playing more final fantasy more dead space and who knows and spider-man is right around the corner but speaking of spider-man uh, let's get into this MCU stuff, man. I'm excited to get through some of these because you have said some off-putting things to me <laughs> off-air about some of these shows, and I need we need to get to the bottom of this, man. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. Yes, for people who don't know that, basically while we were on our break and I was on my paternity leave, I would, me and my wife, where we were watching Marvel things, I would just be in Discord ranting about them as we watched <laughs> <laughs> it, I, i'm just like going about my day sometimes you know or sometimes i wake up in the morning since you're you're two hours ahead and then i just wake up to my phone and, and seeing discord messages of just daniel just going off on poor she hulk i'm like what did she hulk do to you dude <laughs> it's like we we will get to it we will get to it <laughs> we will get to it luckily we'll save that one for last i'm sure we got lots to talk about it for that uh you know varying degrees of quality like we mentioned uh but you know before that uh, i can't remember what year it was it, you know it must have been the phase four event whether they did it d23 or or something like that maybe 2018 2019 but when it was announced that uh you know phase four would have you know disney shows exclusive to disney plus in addition to you know the movies that we talked about already you know what was your thought process going into that daniel you think that was kind of a step in the right direction or do you think this is just oh this is like the beginning of you know content overload right it's like to me it made sense especially the way they were perceiving it like that it would like 
you know, basically they, it, the way they were presenting it to my understanding was this is like supplemental content. It'll help bridge the movies, but it won't be required viewing. <laughs> and I'm like, that was hard. Like they were very much lying. If that's the way they were trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah, I know. When did that get thrown out the door? You know, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, if they were supplemental content, like, do you think you'd be you you kind of temper your expectations on them a little bit or right right I feel like if it was closer to like the Netflix series like you know like Daredevil Daredevil and Jessica Jones where I was like yeah it's in the MCU but ish. it's separate yeah ish as like but you don't have to like you know for me to watch the next Avengers movie I I shouldn't have to watch Daredevil and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's one of the things when we talked about the multiverse of madness too the last time we talked about the mcu you know that was definitely i can't, i think you're the one who brought it up actually too like the fact that you have to watch six or eight episodes of wandavision in order to understand why wanda is like this all of a sudden who are those two little wiener kids like all of a sudden in the movie like what is going on and like it's it, there's only one maybe two of these that are like actually supplemental material that you don't necessarily need to be watching for future movies. But like for the most part, if you're invested in the MCU, like, you know, you and I are, you have to watch all of this, you know, the next captain America movie is next year. And like, if you hadn't seen felt, you know, Bucky and the bird, then like you have no idea who this captain America is or what's going on. I mean, I guess you have an idea because of Endgame, but like, Right, and another example, if you're going to watch the Marvels, is it going to make any bit of sense if you haven't watched Ms. Marvel? You're not going to know who Ms. Marvel is. If you don't watch WandaVision, you're not going to know who Rambo is. Like, you're just like... It's, yeah. It's, it, just it's, like, it's almost as if, like, you're... Like, this is the microtransaction version of movie watching now. <laughs> right! Like, no, my main, my main thought is it's like trying to read an event comic where you have to read all the tie-in oh issues to have a clue what's going on. And I'm just like, I hate that and I don't really like that that's what Marvel has done. Like, I totally understand people that are just saying, like, I can't do it anymore. It's like, I shouldn't have to watch 30 movies and like 12 different tv shows just to follow what's going on yeah and i think this also wouldn't be as bad if there wasn't so much of it in one year yes you know? like like mike remember when we got like a marvel movie every one every two or three years yeah i and, and back when it was three a year i thought that was pushing it too now right. it's like four movies a year with five shows yes and i'm just like it's just yeah you're right it's content overload it's the same issue that i'm that i have with star wars right now as i'm looking at it i'm like i'm never gonna catch up on all of this yeah all of the i mean speaking of star wars like all of the thumbnails i'm seeing on ahsoka which i haven't started yet uh like it's all just characters who from my understanding are from the cartoon shows i'm like yeah. I'm not watching the cartoon shows, like, bro. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like, I don't know how much of it is, and I will just because I haven't watched them in a while, but that's what I said. Like, I should have to watch seven seasons of The Clone Wars and four seasons of Rebels <laughs> for this for this six-episode TV show to make sense. I know. I just like Rosario Dawson. Can I just <laughs> watch Rosario Dawson? <laughs> and, for my, and for my wife's perspective, she's like, she's like, I'm not watching all of this to watch one episode I care about so I can get to see Hayden Christensen again. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, that's 
that, that's, that's what's going to make this ranking kind of difficult, right? I mean, right. obviously we can rank it because we have seen everything. Uh, and I guess maybe that's kind of where we should lean when we're, when we're talking about this. But like, we should... Do, do you think we should just treat this as if like another piece to the puzzle or the cog in the machine or how it executed it? Like whether this was just kind of wasted content, like how do you think yeah, we should go I, about this? I, I guess is that we should just kind of meet the shows on their own terms. Like just okay. let's start off like, was it told well? Did it need to be this many episodes? Was it enjoyable content? And I guess we go from there, then we can nitpick how, well, it fits in the overall MCU. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, let's start with that. Like, how it kind of fits in the MCU slash how was it on its own, right? Right, yeah. I guess we have to take both of those things into consideration. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see, you know, us, like, you know, for example, WandaVision, which we're going to start with in a bit. Like, I would highly recommend WandaVision to anybody out there who'd be like, hey, if you're a fan of like sitcoms, if you're a fan of just like, you know, the history of television, like I definitely recommend people go check out WandaVision just because of that aspect. But also you're not going to understand the the wider aspect. Like my mom doesn't, my mom's not going to know who Wanda is and who this robot vision guy is. She'll just be like, oh, that's like that show I used to watch, you know? Right, you're gonna enjoy it more for if you know what shows they're riffing. Right, right, right. All right, so let's give this a try now. So before we begin, I guess we should we should go with the thirty films ahead of it. But uh, so just gonna get run run these off really quick from number one to number thirty. This is how we ranked them in case you missed it. Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man No Way Home, Thor Ragnarok, Iron Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, The Avengers, Mar- uh, Iron Man 3, Captain America the First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I guess, are you still low on that one? <laughs> Did, Dar- did Guardians Three make you appreciate the other ones more? Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that whenever we do Phase Five, won't we? Dang it! You're gonna make me wait like two years. <laughs> Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider Man Far From Home, Far From Home, Thor, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Thor: The Dark Thor, Got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Antman, The Eternals, Antman and the Wisp. Uh, Guardian, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, again, way too high, uh, and Iron Man <laughs> 2, and The Incredible Hulk. Oh, poor Hulk. Still just sitting there by his lonesome. You're never going to get changed, buddy. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and start this by release order. The very start of Phase 4 was right here at WandaVision. Obviously, with the pandemic and stuff and uh, you know uh, things getting mixed around, this actually wasn't supposed to be the start of the MC of, of phase four. It was actually supposed to be the movie uh, Black Widow. And, uh, you know, I, I think starting with WandaVision was actually a pretty, a, a pretty creative choice because this, I feel like for the most part, for like six episodes, this could stand alone. Uh, and it is that, you know, love letter to, to, to old sitcoms it does have that cool kind of concept of like each episode is another decade of how television was back in the day, you know? Um, but uh, 
again, if you want to put it into the wider narrative of the MCU, this is definitely the culmination of Wanda's story from when she, we were, she was first introduced in uh, Age of Ultron. Some things in Age of Ultron kind of get paid off in, in this show. Uh, and also this leads us into uh, Multiverse of Madness. So complex all the way through for all nine of its episodes i didn't right remember, i don't even remember it was nine episodes back then. i didn't either i thought like <laughs> if you asked i assumed it was six <laughs> yeah six would have been perfect i think for this show you know and i think right. trim it uh, trim some of the fat a little bit like trim some of the wider mcu stuff and maybe fit it into the episodes a little bit but there's definitely some filler in here um but uh well yeah yeah i mean we haven't talked you know thoroughly about wandavision what are your thoughts daniel well first gut reaction overall i like it it's it is definitely a good show and it started off the phase four on a good note i would say i mean it also did some really interesting things which you know now that we're done with phase four and we know that this is the multiverse saga like in bringing in evan peters as a variant version of quicksilver like (laughs) that blew my mind when that happened oh, i didn't realize who it was at first like when they brought me in i was sitting there, i'm like man he looks like familiar i'm like why is that i looked it up I'm like oh I'm like okay that's that's really clever like i like that yeah for the you know because these were also released weekly too for like the, the next week or two before it was revealed that he's just some guy with a with a double entendre name like uh he this, it, my mind was just racing like okay now we can start incorporating the fox x-men into the into the mcu this was like the open door like wanda just, so wanda's reality powers have like broken the walls down between the universes and now we're gonna start getting professor x and like you know we kind of did get professor x oh interesting that two wanda things had the x-men i just yeah. realized that nice <laughs> but like you know it, it turns out that wasn't the case in in this so like kind of deflating at the end and all for like a boner joke it's like all right all right Right. joe you got me Uh, but yeah all that set up and here we are two years later and uh where's the information on the mcu x-men stuff right yeah i mean that i'm i'm sure that's coming with like deadpool 3 or something but uh yeah you know yeah this is definitely a case of like a show that started off so strong and was so unique but but you know by the end of it where we're just kind of turning into a average blockbuster with two people in a green screen throwing magic fireballs at each other it's just like ah i I just kind of lost interest by episode nine which is a shame yeah (laughs) the only thing i always remember it's when uh agatha does like the big reveal it's like about like you know the history of the person of the scarlet witch and then she goes one it's like you wanda you are the scarlet witch and my wife just looks at me and she's like, didn't we already know that? <laughs> and it, maybe so. Yeah. In the context of the show, it makes perfect sense, right? She was never, ever called that. You know, right. Uh, and that, I think that's the thing, right? As I'm, I had to sit there and be like, well, I guess if you don't know the comics, I don't think they've ever explicitly called her that in the MCU. But yeah, I guess for anyone who has a passing knowledge of the comics, that, that was kind of a, a weird scene. Yeah, and also I guess if you if you think back on it too, like even Pietro, like the Aaron Taylor Johnson version, like he was never called Quicksilver either. So like yeah, these these twins kind of exist in a weird um, 
rights issue like in between the x-men and the avengers too because they were on both teams so i right. guess maybe the fox versions got to use the name and the mcu versions didn't get to use the names until those rights started like crossing over but uh right. yeah but uh that being said though i think the execution of this show when it was at its strongest too deserves some recognition exactly yes because it was so like at its best the show was very cleverly written it had so much interesting stuff going on it, it just sucks like so that the ending kind of fell flat and a lot of times that tends to be the last thing that you remember is the ending so yeah i mean sometimes the point of a story is the ending too and the, the fact that this ending is just kind of blah i mean her her outfit's awesome i love her i love yeah. her scarlet witch outfit um didn't didn't really like where they left Agatha at the end. Uh, there's a lot of like unresolved stuff that we're still kind of waiting on too. Like what what's up with White Vision? Yeah, like yeah, just, that's that's the big one, right? He just kind of like effed off. And he's like, okay, my planet right. needs me, and he just like <laughs> flew away. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely my wife's biggest hangup as well. She's like, what was the point? What was right. the point of that? Well, the the point is that we can get that actor back, and like you know, he gets to be a different character now, Paul Bettany. But uh, and, but there's also you know, the show also gave us like some incredible lines, like you know, what is grief but love persevering? It's just a line that chokes me up every time I think about it. Um, you know, and and also some great callbacks to some other characters too, Randall Park and Cat Cat Dennings kind of reprising their roles as their characters yes. and kind of elevated their characters in a lot of ways. Yeah, as I guess, Kat Dennings says, as we established, loved that character, so loved her in WandaVision. Yeah, I mean, she I think she definitely fits in this context more so than she fit in the Thor movies, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, that being said, though, you know, uh, some major highs with the shows and some unfortunate lows. Um, but I feel like it really that the highs really outweigh the lows. That being said, Daniel, I know you kind of tipped your hand a little bit here. And uh, but where do you think? WandaVision falls on the dorky rank. Man, just trying to look and figure out. I'm like, okay, Mike, let me just ask you a question. Is it better than Iron Man 3? Let's just start there. I know where I want to put it. Do you want me to All just right. yeah, do you want me yeah, just you, plop it on the table and dunk on it? Said, yep, you just tell me where you want to put it and we'll see where we go from there. I want to put it in between Civil War and Black Panther. Oh, I think this is I think WandaVision is top five material like even with these you know the, the stuff here in the top five and the top 10 just like we said with wandavision like the hot when the highs are highs they hit hard when the lows are low it's like okay whatever we'll just forget about it i think some of these other movies have those same things right like you, you know black panther has some low points like with the cgi and a little bit of the forgettable like final fight at the end um but you know when it when it hits hard it hits hard and i think oh, there's a lot in wandavision that hits hard that is true. Looking at there, I'm trying to see split the difference from my initial <laughs> say a thought or you have because that's a wide range. Um, I'm trying to think, man, because like I don't know that top five is so and near I, and dear to my heart. <laughs> and I and I mostly went to the top five for shock value. So if you want to split the difference, I'm a little happy to do that. Okay, but like personally I, for me, I think it's a top five thing. All right, I'm like. I'm thinking maybe we put it the right there in the top 10 for right now, like between Iron Man and Spider-Man Homecoming. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, that's good. I, I I would say I like. I mean, I definitely like One Division more than Iron Man, or yeah, than Iron Man. But uh, yeah, that 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 sounds like a good place for that. I'm gonna highlight it too, just in case we want to come back to it. So for now, One Division is our new number nine. So good placement. I think I think that went well. So yes. next up, we didn't have to wait very long to get this next series. Again, they really they really like condensed this release schedule like to all into one year and it, ugh. Uh, but uh the falcon and the winter soldier did you have any hype going into this uh, i i was interested because i i like bucky and i i, I was curious to see whether they're gonna go with as you with uh, anthony mackie as a becoming the new captain america i was like like that could be interesting um it now my thoughts are it it is a show that had episodes. Uh huh. Tell me the plot of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, please. Oh, oh goodness, yeah. I really should have like redone, like at least watched something to jog my memory. But I like when we ha- want to have to go from memory. <laughs> um, okay, it kind of so, tells you about the quality too if you don't remember it. Right. Like okay, I remember the bad guys. I remember them because they're called the Flag Smashers, and I think that's the dumbest name ever. <laughs> because <laughs> they were people that were trying to like relocate people that went missing during the blip which i'm like okay that's an intriguing premise yeah N- noble and, cause too yeah it just it would help if the villains had any amount of character development at all or were you know interesting but daniel and, they're young and plucky yeah that's no. their character <laughs> and and then you get uh and then the uh, government is trying to use like a U.S. agent. I do not remember that guy's actual name. I just know I do not like him. And I, yeah, I John, John, is it John? John Walker? Yeah, is there it? we go. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah, John Walker. I don't like at all. <laughs> and I'm just like, I understand I'm not supposed to like him, but I'm like, I don't like him for other reasons other than just to why I'm not supposed to like him. And. uh I, I, I really have issues with how the show ended. Mm. I do that because I, I have issues with the such the middle of the road. Why can't we all just get along speech at the end? And I'm just like, oh, man. I, I mean, the, the speech started off strong, I feel like, you know, because again, we just talked about the Flag Smashers. Dumb name. We get it. But like. They had a noble cause, right? Of course, the the way that they went about their cause was domestic terrorism. Uh, but like, but then that speech evolved and in, devolved into just like, "Hey, what about both sides?" You know? Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> and and let me tell you, if there was a year I did not want to hear about that. It was at the beginning of 2021. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, oh boy. So, I mean, just like with WandaVision, it kind of it kind of muffed its ending. Um, but it, it's interesting that you don't like John Walker. What is it about him that you don't like? I, I found him to be quite the fascinating character, quite like magnanimous to watch, actually. Like he's one of those anti-hero villain people that like like I'm just drawn to him every time he's on screen and I, I, and I love his story. I love his perspective. I, you know, and because we also, as the audience love Chris Evans as captain America so much, we're also drawn to hate this guy. 
And I think his kind of like devolution into villainy into the end was quite powerful. And that scene of him where the camera's like by his feet and the and the shield is all bloody because he just decapitated a dude. Like I think that's like I think I when we go down the line, uh, you know, further down to the MCU, I think that shot is going to go down as like one of the most iconic like MCU shots. Yeah, that scene is okay. Yeah, that scene was good. I will say that. It's just like you took my passionate know. plea and threw it in the trash. Well done, my friend. <laughs> like, no, I totally yeah, get you. That's, that's, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, I don't know, man. This show just produces no nothing from me really gotcha. it's just like, i just because in one ear there and i really felt like a lot of the dialogue is uh the same issue i i my wife brought this up same the issue that we have when we were watching luke cage which is where like the the a lot of the african-american characters will just out of nowhere start like just going into a long diatribe about african-american history and whatever and i'm like that makes sense but I, we had a thought of like people just don't talk like this like in normal conversation, like mm. people just don't don't just start basically expositioning to you about history, like in just a normal conversation. Like this is not how normal people talk. Mm, it's like gotcha. the, the the I liked it the most from I, I forget the character's name, but the uh, the African American super soldier. I like I liked some of the scenes with him. I like that. That was probably the most interesting with him and Falcon talking were probably the scenes I liked better. But like I said, it all to me just kind of gets swept under the rug when they were like, listen, we all just got to come together. Right. And yeah. The, and Isaiah like, Bradley well, is the character's name, by the way. Yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so to me, it just seems like to me, it seems like there was a good idea in here, but Disney was, didn't have the fortitude to pull the trigger and just, do the story they were actually wanting to do yeah i i i wanted i wanted the story of captain america tackling american racism and american exceptionalism you know i i, I want i want that story but they just kind of like tiptoed around it and that's right. the most it disappointing part about this show Right, and it's like, and you know exactly why, because if they actually did that, they'd be cutting off a huge part of their audience, so. I say F them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I completely agree, but, you know, I say capitalism, might capitalism. Yeah, 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 C capital Americanism. Uh, <laughs> that being said, you know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still, like, intrigued about, uh, where you know, because, you know, like we said, you, you need these shows for the future movies. I'm, I'm excited to to see Captain America 4. I'm excited for the Thunderbolts, too. Like, you know, I, even though, you know, I, I, you know, I like John Walker a lot more than you do uh, uh, from the sounds of it. But, uh, like, I, I want to see where they take the Thunderbolts. I think if they took it in the right direction, I think they could make that, like, a very entertainable entertaining film uh the captain america movie i guess will will is, is a will see for me but um at, at the end i think they have the pieces in place to tell a future great story unfortunately this is definitely one of the ones i felt like didn't need to happen and, and it's definitely a hard pass you could probably just read the wikipedia or the cliff notes of this right. if you, if you want to catch up to the to you know on what the mcu is all about that being said daniel where do you think bucky and the bird belongs 
Uh, immediately, I would, uh, off the top of my head, put it between Guardians of the Galaxy and Shang-Chi. Hmm, that, that's a lot higher than I thought you were going to put it. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, it's kind of like I put there the, like, kind of, my brain went to that because it's like, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is more memorable, but Shang-Chi is also a fine movie that kind of had a whatever ending, so yeah, I'm like, they it, were compared they're comparable in my mind. Yeah, in the late teens through the 20s on these rankings, these are all of the, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> these are all those those films. Uh, so I think it definitely belongs in there. Uh, yeah, I think that's the perfect placement, actually. I'm, you know, I'm looking at the ones below it, and I'm like, ah, I, I like this more than Spider-Man Far From Home. So I think the new 19 should be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Good one. We didn't have to argue about that one at all. Next nice. up, we have the highly anticipated Loki, which, you know, as of this recording, we're kind of on the cusp of Loki season two. Daniel, really excited to hear your thoughts on this show. I, I mean, I don't think it's a controversial take to say Loki is the best Disney Plus series by a fairly large margin. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a unique take from like a cinematography point of view. I think it's got the most interesting storyline. I think it's got the best characters. I think what it does with its main character and its reframing of his kind of arc and the fact that he is a variant, but now he is our Loki now. Like, I think it does all of that brilliantly. And like, I think from start to finish, this is the best show. Um, yes. Like, and like, as my wife said, uh, said best, she's like, I never thought I would love Owen Wilson so much in anything. Wow, Loki. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm like I'm like I never would have expected this lateness career to put out his best role, but okay. I know a very surprisingly like memorable role for Owen Wilson, someone who's always kind of in the background. Like even in movies where Owen Wilson is the main character, I don't ever care about Owen Wilson, but I <laughs> cared so much about M Mobius. Is it Mobius? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's Mobius. But yeah, like that's like all the characters were were so good. Um like it's just like I said, I can tell this is these one because I think it's probably the show I um, I remember the most about. <laughs> yeah, it, and it really is. And just that ending too, where the ending isn't like a gigantic throw magic at each other in a green screen fight at the end. It's this haunting like talk through with three characters at the end of time. And it's just, it's heady, it's scary, and it's just unnerving. And like it, it and the repercussions of that are you know feed into every project post loki so you know jonathan major stuff aside like i'm excited to see what they take this in season two and if that's going to have even more repercussions right and also loki's in love with himself that makes perfect sense <laughs> <laughs> yes, it makes so much sense. i just like this is a, the most cleverly written show it's like it's one of those shows that's so good it's like i don't want to talk too much about it i don't want to spoil it if you could i assume you probably watched this you're listening to this episode but if for whatever reason you haven't go watch loki yeah the only thing you need to know about is that in avengers endgame one of the Lo the the loki that takes the tesseract he leaves it's about him go find out what he's up to you know exactly it's so yeah. good oh my gosh so that being said daniel i'm gonna do something here and i'm gonna get your reaction uh, I'm going to put it right over here. What do you think? I 
Mike, that's exactly where I was going to suggest we put it. Yes, Loki <laughs> is our new number four, dude. Nice. Dude, it's so good. Oh, I'm so stoked for season two. Like, I I, I saw the one teaser trailer. I saw that, like, uh, that, uh, oh, dang it, what's her name already? Forgot it. I had a hard day at work. What, what, what was, What's her name? I, I can't think of it, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she works at McDonald's now. <laughs> After ruining the timeline and creating the essentially creating the multiverse, like she just works at McDonald's now. <laughs> that is like, so that, awesome. That, that is a punishment, possibly worse <laughs> than death. I know. Maybe Loki will see her working there and be like, "Okay, I, I take it back. I'd rather be killed by Thanos." <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Thanos, he shows up a few times in this next project. I was really anticipating this one because you know I've read a few of the uh, comics back in the day when I was a kid. Uh, kind of excited to see where they would take this as a as a series. But the Marvel's What If, dude? What do you make of this? Well, as I think my general take is that it's it's fine. Mm. It's it's definitely enjoyable, Like, but I, I don't really have strong feelings about it one way or the other. Yeah, I'm there with you. I think a huge missed opportunity with this, you know, while I like the animation style of it, I think this could have gone. This this would have been a lot more memorable if like each episode was a different animation style to kind yes. of match the tone or match the story or, or maybe even like you know match the art or mimic the art style from like one of the comics that is kind of copying. You know, right? Yeah, I was thinking something like I don't know if you ever watched the old school Halo Legends anthology where they did that they had a different studio handle each episode or even uh from like well what disney did with star wars where they did yeah. that each episode like i'm like yeah it's only like that would have been more interesting like there are some episodes I, I that stick out in my mind like marvel zombies was entertaining uh i like the episode about someone trying to kill off the avengers like that those were fun but I'm like overall it's just kind of like well that was fine <laughs> yeah and similar to wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier it's just like okay well we get to the end and then you realize that these aren't disconnected episodes and they're all leading to some big dumb fight at the end i'm like oh no now these yeah. stakes don't matter or all the all the stakes of the stuff like i thought the whole point is that what, what if we could, is this we can go hog wild and kill all of our favorite avengers and tell these one unique stories but no, I guess we can't help ourselves. No. And like I Mike, I had this thought uh say or like yeah, I mentioned the last episode that me and my wife watched Birds of Prey, and there was a moment when we watched that movie where it's the big fight scene at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, I just my eyes were glazing over it. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, do fight scenes just bore me now? Like, am I become <laughs> desensitized to them? Because like cause there's nothing wrong with this fight scene, but it's just like I, I'm like I, I don't have to say, oh overly high overly choreographed fight scene like okay oh yeah dude I'm right there with you too and it maybe it, it might just be like the over we're just over inundated with comic book movies and action films and blockbusters at this point but a good fight scene should serve the drama or serve the story not just be there because it's been 14 minutes and we need somebody punching another person right but it, and, and literally almost you know i'm not going to read them all but like i'd say 25 or 28 of the 33 things that we've ranked already are guilty of that too right yeah, like, that, like 
probably aside from the things at the top or probably yeah as in yeah so uh yeah immediately my thought is what if belongs somewhere in the bottom half definitely but uh, I'll, I'll let you go uh, where where are you thinking hmm yeah it, it was it it's definitely a, a case of you know just expectations that weren't met you know I, I you know i think when they tease like oh we're gonna do marvel zombies and you get to see all of your your beloved heroes eating each other and i'm like yeah i'm all for this and then finding out it doesn't matter later it's like it's like uh whatever so it really spoiled my appetite for a season two uh and again just missed opportunities all the way and i think maybe if, if you're interested there's like a few episodes you could watch, you know, the ones that you mentioned where someone's trying to kill off all the Avengers. Like that's a, like the twist at the end is actually pretty cool too. Um, and then maybe, and then maybe the Marvel zombies episode, like maybe watch that and just, you know, don't watch the rest, but uh, I'm, I'm like low, low on this show now. Like it's really the sum of its parts really left a sour taste in my mouth. And uh, I would put it here between Eternals and Ant-Man and the Wasp. What do you think? yeah I, like my my thought was that you put between ant-man and eternals but i'm not really gonna fight over that one <laughs> spot <laughs> <laughs> well daniel tell me why is eternals better than no i'm just kidding <laughs> all right so what if is our new number 30 it's all right incredible hulk one day you're gonna you're gonna be over one, but <laughs> uh hey might be this one uh, I know you and I differ on this opinion too. Next up is Hawkeye, the last one for 2021. And boy, howdy, did the. At this point, besides Loki, I've just been checked out on these shows at this point. So by the time Hawkeye comes along, I'm just like, whatever, dude. And is this, and already, I don't, I don't know if we've ever, I'm sure I've mentioned it. I do not like Jeremy Renner. Like there's something about his dumb punchable face that I just don't like. Also speedy recovery. I'm glad he survived his, you know, snowplow accident or whatever that was. But like, I don't like Jeremy Renner. I think he's a bad actor and I never liked his Hawkeye. So I never saw the appeal of this show, but I think Haley Steinfeld as Hawkeye. I think she's cool, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> I gotcha. So, you know, I, I've never liked him as, as as Hawkeye. And I know you kind of differ on that opinion as well. But like, uh, what, what was your hype going into Hawkeye, if any? I I mean, I didn't really have any. I just kind of sat there and was like, <laughs> why is this? Like, that was definitely one of the ones when they listed off the stuff. And I was like, why does this need to exist? <laughs> Yeah, and I know that we're you know we're we're passing the mantles down to the next generation of Avengers, but uh, man, this was the longest six episodes of my life. This uh, was like three episodes too long, dude. I, as I've said, it would have served so much better to just be a movie. Yeah, even then, like, give me a one-hour movie, dude. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like Jeremy yeah. Renner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I can understand this, Mike. Trust me. I don't think Jeremy Renner is not the best part of. This show, he's not the best part of anything Jeremy Renner is in. <laughs> he's the best but, part of the Jeremy Renner app, if you're a fan of that. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yes, the Jeremy Renner is a strange man, but I think Haley Steinfeld carries this show so hard, and like she, she is so good. I that is probably the biggest thing I take take away from it. And 
there are a couple of funny things with her interactions with Hawkeye throughout. It's like, I think the whole weird, a lot of the plot, it makes no sense. Like I, yeah. I, and I hated me. the, I hated the mafia aspect of this too. It was so dumb. And they were just so they, those guys got on my nerves so quickly and, and I didn't care about any of it. This Echo character, who I kind of just vaguely know from the comics, yeah. <laughs> like I think that's cool to have like a deaf character, a deaf right. fighter. But so, they didn't really do anything with it. Yeah, like the, the big, the best parts of this show are Haley Steinfeld and the fact that they brought back Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, and the the Kingpin reveal at the end I think is cool. But again, that, that we didn't need a whole show just to bring back Wilson Fisk, right? And and again, we'll never we'll continue to. I'll continue to have this issue of the show just confusing me so much at the beginning where they're having an auction, they're auctioning off something from Ronan, and I'm looking at this outfit, and I'm like, I don't remember the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Look at that, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's what he was going. I'm like, you should have referenced the fact that that's what on Earth Hawkeye was supposed to be called during Endgame, because I'm like, yeah. I had to, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, right, like, okay, okay like, from the, from the like, Ultimates comics. Okay, sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who, which was Blade at one point, which I, which I read at, 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 in like my Wikipedia kind of deep dive huh. of of this. But uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, but also, the blue Ronin is Ronan. Uh, yeah, this is Ronin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh goodness. Like, don't let's stop. Let's just yeah, let's make it confusing. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you know, I, I I joke that it was enjoyable. Like I I like it more than a decent handful of these other Marvel <laughs> shows, but I'm like, I'm not gonna like to me, man, like it belonged at highest between Captain America first adventure and Guardians of the Galaxy. At highest? Whoa, that is like almost halfway through, dude. <laughs> well I like it more than Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I'm basing it off of that. You like it more than Bucky and oh, the Blood, bro? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> I would so much rather watch Hawkeye again than that. <laughs> wow. But see, I was right. You actually do enjoy this show quite a bit. I I wanted to put it below the Incredible Hulk. Oh, <laughs> oh. Mike, there is there is only about one show on here I think you could justify that more, hey, and it's not I, this one. I, hey, we're not gonna go there. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. If we're not gonna put it be below Incredible Hulk, we'll we'll put it up a little bit more. We'll think about this a little we'll think about this with uh <laughs> with our big brains this time. Okay. Uh, uh I like Thor more than this, but I don't like Black Widow more than this. Maybe that's maybe you want to split the difference and put it there? Uh, or is that too uh, low for you? I, I said I don't like it being below Falcon Winter Soldier, but I don't know if I'm going to convince you uh, to go that high. So I, I suppose I'm under contact. I'll, I'll let you have this one since you let me have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> Two. How about that? We can always move Falcon and the Winter Soldier lower. I mean, just... I'm also I'm also okay <laughs> with that. Oh, oh, you are okay. Well, how about how about this? We put Falcon and Winter Soldier because I'm going to be honest. I like them. I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier about the same as Hawkeye. And by that, I mean, not a lot. So maybe we could put them together. Right. Maybe put, do we put both of them right below Thor? OK, let's do that. Let's put <laughs> let's move both of these 
Belor Thor. So that gives us a new ranking of Falcon and the Winter Soldier at number 23 and Hawkeye at number 24. Are we happy with that? I am. Is it too much to ask that we flip them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. You like this more. Uh, Sure. I mean, I don't like giving Jeremy Renner any sort of leeway in my life. But for for you, Daniel, since I like you so much, I'll I'll give that one to you. All right. All right. That was that was weird and painful. So we have a few. <laughs> that describes that describes watching most of these shows. <laughs> but things turned around a little bit with the Moon Knight series. Now this is one that yes. I wasn't like. I'm not totally familiar with Moon Knight. Um, I never it's, read his yeah. comics. He just kind of showed up in event comics back in the day when I was right. Reading. Like I, I know of him, and I know he's part of Midnight Suns. That's mm-hmm. about my extent. So I knew I had no expectations going into this. Yeah, and in a lot of a lot of things with the MCU, especially now that we've that we're in uh, Phase Four, like I wanted them to kind of like, hey, don't be shy about doing supernatural stuff. Don't don't get don't be shy about getting weird. And you know it it hardly gets weirder than this right a, a, a guy right. with dissociative identity disorder who has multiple personalities but one of them is a superhero called moon knight like that's pretty dope that's a pretty dope premise yeah we've got they, they managed to score oscar isaac one of the best working actors today uh and oh man i, I would love if he was batman at some point oh, oh my i've never <laughs> even thought about that but ooh, i do like that like i said yeah they use oscar isaac here way better than they did in the x-men <laughs> <laughs> i know he's played correct me if i'm wrong but three marvel characters now so he was apocalypse uh right. spider-man 2099 and moon knight oh that's right oh yeah i forgot that he played Spider-Man 2099 that's right so yeah i said hey you know, use oscar isaac all you want i love oscar isaac yeah everyone no loves one, oscar isaac ain't no one complaining about that uh this was a fascinating thing to watch because again this is this is for for two reasons one i didn't i don't know much about this character so it was for for me having a blind spot uh and and seeing a character that i don't know about you know kind of incorporated into the mcu was uh was a treat for me but also this is so disconnected from anything from the mcu that i could like turn yes. my brain off and like not have to think about like oh but but where was tony stark at this point like i didn't have to worry right. about any of that nonsense right it's like it is it it definitely wins the category of most standalone show yes sir um but that final episode is one of the worst mcu disney plus things i've ever seen dude i think it is just the exact definition of just i turn my brain off i don't care this is all dumb and superfluous which is a shame because the episode right before that is some of the best stuff that the mcu has ever put out period right like the second to last episode i am gonna say it stands toe-to-toe with some of the best things that Marvel has put out so yeah i mean just that standalone episode like oscar isaac should have like been nominated for an emmy for that dude exactly so um like what exactly is it about the finale that you don't that you hate so much uh it's just so quick it's just so it's just action-packed from start to finish and it doesn't earn any of it we go through and what little plot there is we just kind of like speed right through it because i don't know if we're trying to get 
everything done in like 45 minutes it's like why did we use this episode of all of them to like hurry things along it doesn't make any sense and then you know uh lila turning into the scarlet scarab for like five minutes like that's un- that seemed unearned uh the the, the big dumb we're gonna shoot lasers at each other fight between moon knight and what's his name <laughs> whatever uh, that yeah, guy's I'm, name I'm is i'm blanking on it right now yeah but... uh, arthur arthur Harrow. Arthur. yeah ethan yes. hawk's character like that was just dumb like i uh, ugh, I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. Oh, I do not have. I did not have that visceral of reaction. Okay, cool. For it. All right, so uh, Mike, you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm gonna get bold right oh, here. Get bold. Tell me what you want. I, I want Moon Knight between Spider-Man: No Way Home and Thor: Ragnarok. Whoa! Whoa. I, I I love this show. Like I. I see. This is one of the best things that the MCU has ever produced for me, and I, I am just in love with this show. Oh, okay. Well, could you tell me about the the finale and why it worked for you? Like I said, I don't think necessarily the finale. Like to me, it was just like yes, it was a big a big action scene. I will agree with you that it was slight. That I did feel like it was slightly rushed, but the fight scene to me, like I don't know, it didn't hit me. As, I'll put it this way. It was no more superfluous than something that would say be like in Black Panther, like how we say we can nitpick that fight scene yeah. in the Black Panther too. Absolutely. So, so to me that as it to me that does not detract from just the masterclass storytelling. To me, this is like a prestige television show for most of especially that that second to last episode. Like to me, that's like okay, yep, yeah, this stands up there with like. Breaking Bad and shows like that as prestige, all-time great television. Wow, that's high praise, my friend. Wow. Like I said, like I, me and my wife, we were both like the sideline by how much we fell in love with this show. I know. It sounds like you were got you. Were, you guys were like floored by it. That's awesome. That's why we were like, I mean, we had we had no expectations, and just like it, it blew our minds. Like we had how good it was. So doing that just just bumped uh, WandaVision out of the top 10. So because of that passionate plea, dude, like you have convinced me to just go ahead and just leave it there as a new number eight. Yes. We can't have my dumb nitpickiness constantly, you know, dragging down shows that may or may not believe it because that may or may not deserve it because I might be the only person in the world that hates that final episode i don't know you're literally the only other person besides my wife that i've said that i've talked about this with <laughs> fair enough like i said and i mean my wife might be the only people that love this show this much i don't know <laughs> all right well we'll leave it there for now uh well actually let's go ahead and just highlight it just in case we want to we want to move stuff around a little bit later but uh yeah dude moon knight uh, dude and that that I think it was in that asylum episode, the second to last one, where he's like talking about his childhood and his abusive mother. Like, oh my god! Like, I cried the entire time, dude. I know, man. Like, it's like, it's it's crazy. Like, I did never expected an MCU, I see a TV series to like have that the great level of writing. And that's the same episode where we're introduced to a giant hippopotamus Egyptian goddess lady. I know. <laughs> awesome <laughs> all right so we're coming down to the end here uh, uh definitely the weakest of the 
bunch, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's go ahead and start here with Ms. Marvel. Now, uh, and for me, at least anticipating Ms. Marvel, uh, I had, uh, I don't remember my timelines, but I think I just put down the Avengers video game around the time that this uh, show came out. And she plays a huge role, in, at least in the, narr- in the single-player narrative part of it. Um, I didn't get to the end of it because F that game. Um, but uh, So I, at least that got me excited for the show and what the show could possibly bring forth. Uh, and, you know, watching the trailers before this, I liked the idea that we were getting kind of like a younger, uh, almost like Disney Channel-esque, kind of show something that something that like you know tweens and teens can watch you know not everything has to be for you know older teens and adults um but you know i kind of like that idea that like this we get this show for this type of flavor to bring in that audience right yeah Uh, so that being said uh this is another mixed bag this is just like there's some good stuff particularly with kamala hanging out with her family and then the rest of it I have no idea. There's like something with a piece of jewelry and then like there's some like 1993 Windows skeletons that show up. Something <laughs> about like a secret society and they want the, they want the bangle. Daniel, what's the plot of this Marvel? <laughs> I don't even man. Like I said, like exactly like yeah, I think you just described it as far as I can tell. It's just like it's it's so frustrating because I acknowledge that some of my issues are just like hanging. Hey, like we said, I don't think this show was made with us as the target demographic. Anyway. Right. And that's, yeah. okay. that's okay. Not every show has to be made for us. It's like, and I really do like the stuff about Kamala and her family. Like that, you know, like a Pakistani American, as a Muslim family as, as the centerpiece for a MCU show. That's really cool. It's a really unique thing. And I really liked all the stuff about her, interpersonal family stuff it's just like you said it's all of the mystical stuff with like the evil gin or whatever and it's just like it's so uninteresting yeah I, I wish they would have just saved that for you know maybe like the last two episodes or something because like i really feel like this show is at its strongest when it's just personable stuff like this could have been structured i feel like more like she hulk attorney at law where it was just like every episode was just like another day in the life of Kamala and her dealing with like this weird power that she inherited. And, you know, just the hijinks of her living her life, going to her mosque, going to her school, dealing with her friends and like, you know, Spider-Man stuff. Like this is stuff that like has been the formula for Spider-Man successfully for such a long time. Now let's get that in this flavor now, you know? I completely agree. And I was just like, yeah, it's just, it's, it sucks because it was just like, it made it such a slog to, to sit and watch through because I'm just like, I don't care about about half of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So another huge missed opportunity, like very similar to like, what if, in my opinion, I don't know if I'll go that low personally, but this one's actually pretty low. Um, and and yeah. uh, with that being said, I watched this with my family, one of which is the of, of the age that the, this is like targeted towards. And even she, like I asked her recently, like, hey, do you like what do you think of Ms. Marvel? Are you excited for the Marvels coming up later? And she's like, I don't remember anything about it, Dad. I'm like, 
Yeah, fair enough. It's neat, neat, yeah, neat to uh, like, all right, so there we go. That that that, makes, that should give us at least a little more validity to our criticisms. <laughs> right, that's right. I am a teenage girl. I was talking about me the whole time. What a twist! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This one's pretty low. I'm like, I, so where where are you thinking, Mike? Um, would I watch Ant Man and the Wasp again? No. <laughs> no. No. Wait. <sighs> I th- I I would say between Ant Man and the Wasp and Thor: Love and Thunder. I think yeah, there's like that, some that, episodes of What If what that if I could better. recommend to people. Yeah, but that, that's I wouldn't fair. say the same thing about Ms. Marvel. Like I can't think of right. one single episode of Ms. Marvel. And be like, okay, that's the one to watch. Right, and and much like Ant Man and the Wasp, I, I strain to remember most of what happened. <laughs> That's right. Did you know that vi- that movie had a villain? <laughs> it did. Yeah, her name's Ghost. She's she's going to be in the Thunderbolts. Oh yeah, wasn't she played by like Lawrence Fishburne or something? Wasn't she played by Lawrence? No, Lawrence Fishburne's <laughs> her dad. <laughs> what are you thinking, man? You think that's a fair place for it? Yeah. A higher, lower? What are you thinking? No, I think I think that's about right. I, like right. it's it just a not not a great showcasing. While we're here touching Thor: Love and Thunder, can I convince you to push Love and Thunder a little bit lower? While not, we're not, here, not not today, Mike. You'll Damn. have to come back at another time. Okay, Ms. Marvel Let, is now our number thirty-four. There we go. All right, Mike, here's the one that I, I, I guess is going to be contentious, and I'm really curious to figure out why on earth you like this. Oh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law? This this actually yeah. pretty clever take on on uh, procedural law shows that are kind of everywhere on every single, every single network on television has like three of these shows, right? And I think that this show does like like doesn't is a nice little satire of all of them right while still being its own little thing and it's and i think tatiana maslani is like awesome is the lead role i think you know i don't know anything about this actor but like so you know going into this like i was excited to see her work and to see what she could bring to this to this role and i think she nailed it i think she's genuinely funny and i and, and yeah, some of the some of the wider plot of like you know the abomination and this cult that's that's trying to like these cult of incels that are like trying to like cancel her or whatever the heck they're they're doing. Like I thought that was kind of dumb, but also I like that this is like not a huge stakes thing. It's just a fun little lawyer show with a fun cast. That... And I think you are being way too harsh on it. <laughs> Now, please tell me why you think I'm wrong. Just, all right, I guess I'll go with the fact that to me it's like, one, I, I most of the self-referential humor just does not land. And that's, like I said, we're kind of hitting a Guardians of the Galaxy thing here. It's like when a show is so heavily based on the, on the humor, mm. if the humor doesn't hit, that makes it hard to watch the rest of it. That's true. If you're not laughing at the jokes, then what else you got? Right. It's just like... Like I said, and, and again, I, I think I, I am I am overselling my dislike of this show. Obviously, and I did it more I did it more for the joke. Uh, I say on Discord than anything. And I will legitimately say the last like two episodes are really good. That finale was really clever. 
Charlie I, Cox is Daredevil, bro. Yeah, and I said as soon as Charlie <laughs> Cox comes out, I'm like, I loved him and it. And like I said, to me, it was just like I think there we go. Uh, some of the some of the jokes I can probably point specifically the ones that's like the show is just like egg, almost like egging the audience on in a way that I don't like. Like the like the incel where, stuff. No, nah, not even. No, not really that. Like, I don't really care about that. I thought that was funny. Okay. <laughs> oh, my, my, let me tell you this. My wife straight up said that she doesn't really, she in general doesn't like things that have content, like trigger content warnings. And it, her attitude was those last couple ups of the She-Hulk needed it because she was like, I did not feel good about the what about uh, how like the media and everybody was trying to portray she-hulk after she goes ballistic <laughs> oh sure yeah i mean that <laughs> I, was my, my wife, i think it was intentionally supposed to be oh, yeah, like, yeah yeah shocking like we all yeah we agree to that but my wife was just like i don't like she's like i i feel like that needed a trigger warning because she's like i feel gross because <laughs> of how relatable this is mm-hmm. as a woman so, as so a really, on, on a related note have you guys seen barbie yet uh, we have not. It is. We are both very interested to see it, though. All right. So. Well, it, there's your. Here's your trigger warning for that film. It's going to get into a lot of things about about the feminism and the role of women and men in this society. So yeah, there's. If if you if you if that was off putting in She Hulk, uh, maybe go into Barbie knowing that it's going to tackle the, all that stuff too. Right. That makes sense, but yeah, like to me, the one of the jokes that stood out so much that had me rolling my eyes was the episode where Wong shows up and she just straight up says to the camera, "She's like, that's always good to have Wong. It's like having, it's like having plot armor for us uh, against <laughs> the against the critics for a week." And I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, yeah, but I don't, was I she wrong? Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't think she's wrong, but it's just like to me, it's like, like okay, yeah, I got it. It's like. It's I don't know. It's like I I understand and I completely get it because again the villains of the show are in cells and you knew as soon as the show was made it's you know the criticisms on the internet they're gonna pop up I get it yeah but yeah. you don't have to bring it up every episode well and uh there's there's a lot of things like what what is it that uh so there's this famous and and not to spoil Barbie or anything right but uh, there's this famous speech that kind of went viral that happens like in the middle of Barbie it's basically and I've heard people say this so this isn't me explaining it but it's basically like oh yeah this character just explained feminism to people right so that speech obviously wasn't there for the people who are aware of women's issues and actively you know want you know equity in our society right that speech is there for people who don't understand and i think that's kind of where this heavy-handed like the incels are the villains of the show because you know from the from the show's like announcement or even part of like she hulk's comic book history like incels have been like dunking on this character for so long and right and uh, yeah an example there is there uh, i have a handful of coworkers that we talk about like you know weekly like you know whatever we're watching like mm-hmm. as they are like mostly like you know mcu star wars stuff that's otherwise and uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I was watching She-Hulk, and the criticisms unfortunately fell about long of like 
why can't they just get why can't they make their own female character? Why do they have to just make all female versions of of, of the male characters? And I had to, to shut my mouth and be like, you don't get that's literally the the, the like you're really, it's, you're arguing the same point as the villains of the show, right? <laughs> and I think those exact lines are in like the final episode too. <laughs> it, it, it was it was so fun. Like, no, I don't think it's it's not it's the episode where they where they reveal like the sex tape of she holds like, the yeah. guy's talking. He says, they say that like, we have to restore the honor of all. And I'm like, <laughs> so stupid. But that heavy handed commentary is for those people, right? They're not necessarily for like people like you and me. Right. So, uh, so I get that. Like you feel like it's not speaking to you in the way that the we're, not to sound like high and mighty, but like it's not speaking to us at our level, right? It's kind of like talk. It sounds like it's talking down because I think it is talking down because there are people out there who won't get the message and they need to have this like force fed to them. That's like, I, I can, I can understand that if that's what they're going for. Gotcha, I think, gotcha. the, I think the other, the other points that, uh, most of these were actually points my wife brought up because she didn't even necessarily want to watch the show, but I was like, I was watching it. And she was like, well, I'm here. I might as well watch it. And she brought up that uh, there's some, th- there's some aspects that she felt were sexist, even though they were trying to point out that it wasn't. Mm. Like she, and she brought the main example is the one where she Hulk is going on a ton of these dates that, you know, just aren't doing well. Mm-hmm. And she finally meets like uh, the guy that actually is a good guy that she has a fun date on. And she, and she takes him back to her apartment, and my wife just sat there. It's like, why did they have to do that? It's like she's like, yeah, I get it. The joke is that yeah, so find find the first guy that's halfway decent, and you and you sleep with him. She's like, I, I get that that's a stereotype. She's like, I don't like that that they played into it. Yeah, uh, maybe it's also because they're trying really hard to play up the fact that this is kind of like a sitcommy procedural lawyer show, and so many of those are have like women who are chronically single and like like hey let's just hook up because i'm so busy with my life i just need some lovings you know so yeah i i get that that's and it's and it's interesting to hear that from a from a female perspective too so um yeah that that's a that's a valid criticism i i understand that right like i said this to me it's like it is very a mixed bag like to be like the, the second half of the show i think it gets much better than the first half and like i said it ends very strongly mm-hmm. and, see, yeah. and i and i and i really appreciate like again like i again they made the jokes about this as well like yes that they have daredevil and suddenly everybody likes the show and i'm like well i just think <laughs> the dynamic i'm like yes i get that's the joke but well it's like well it is also true because the dynamic between her and see and matt murdoch are just a lot are a lot better to me than what the first half of the show presented yeah and and it's for me it's a shame that they only got like we only got like one scene of them like in the courtroom together like i could have had a whole season of just like cases of like matt versus um she hulk you know like that, that that was just so awesome but um that being said daniel i think you put out some great points here uh legitimately i think you did uh where do you think it belongs because I feel like I can trust you to place this without me meddling with it. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I guess what I would 
think is looking at it is I'm, I was like, I'm not going to go. My, my, my almost choky reaction was like, well, I compared it to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Can I put it, put it right there? Oof. But oh. I'm like, like, I, 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 I will, I will be that. Me. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. It's like, uh, it ends stronger than Falconware's Soldier. So yeah, I'd probably say overall it's probably more enjoyable than that. So, um, I think, I guess I think it's better than that. I don't, is it better than Hawkeye? I don't, I'm feeling somewhere around Thor and Hawkeye and I'm not sure exactly where of there is. I definitely think I would rather watch Thor before I would rewatch this show. Could I convince you to put it a Above Shang Chi, let's see. Give it Bucky and the Birds old spot. I think. Well, like I said that makes that could work because again, comparing it to Guardians of the Galaxy, I think they again they are similar. Where the humor is very half half, whether it lands yeah, or it not. would make and sense I, to have those two together. <laughs> and, I, and I do think I prefer Guardians of the Galaxy over She Hulk. So yeah, let's put it between Guardians of the Galaxy and Shang Chi. I think that is a. Uh, that's a amicable compromise, I yeah. think. And also Guardians for you at least, Guardians of the Galaxy is over in two hours and you know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta rewatch She Hulk all the way through. That being said, you know, now that we've kind of tentatively ranked everything here, would you ever go back and listen and watch rewatch any of these all the way through? Uh, I think there's a reason that Loki, Moon Knight, and WandaVision are as high as they are, because they're probably the only ones that I would I agree. And WandaVision was one that like while we were waiting for new episodes to come out, we rewatched like as a family, like all of it. And this is, you know, we're still like in the early things of like lock of lockdown and COVID was still pretty active too. And, you know, we didn't feel safe going out. So like, Hey, we just stayed in and watched WandaVision. And, 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 and eventually when Loki came out, we did the same thing. We just watched the first episode over and over again. We watched the first two episodes over and over again. So like those, those two seasons are very like ingrained in my brain because I think you know, based on how strong they are. So uh, did we, I know we kind of like highlighted Moon Knight and WandaVision. We still happy with that? Moon Knight at number eight, WandaVision number 11. I was like, I'm going to take your temperature. And if you're totally opposed, I oh. will not fight, fight you on this. But I'm like, does it make sense to put WandaVision but I see right there next to uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because they are kind of two pieces, two halves of, of a story. That's true. And I, I think, think WandaVision does more things inter- interestingly, like cinematography wise and conceptually than Multiverse of Madness does. Multiverse of Madness is a is a good movie, but it's just a, it's just a wacky Sam Raimi film. Right. We've seen wacky Sam Raimi films before. I don't think we've ever seen conceptually anything like WandaVision, and I doubt we ever will. You know, so this kind of sits pretty, pretty high in my heart just because of how well it was executed for, again, the, the highs that it that it that it gave us. Um, again, there are some lows in there, but, you know, all of the all of these MCU projects have lows. Um, but. I I, I I give it like brownie points just on its concept alone. I and I think that is very fair. That is a good reason to keep it where it is then. Yeah. More so than Multiverse of Madness, which don't get me wrong, is awesome. And how many times do we have to watch poor Patrick Stewart die on screen? <laughs> I know. Like, I feel so sorry for him. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna end up being in Deadpool 3 and we're gonna watch him die again, I guarantee it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would not doubt it. All right. So I think that'll do it. That is awesome, dude. So, you know, we're probably not going to revisit this uh, this list for a very long time. Like we are uh, smack dab in the middle of phase five. Uh, let me scroll through over here. Like the Marvels is coming out next month. Uh, what, what's your temperature on that? I I am in a wait and see, and I already know it is going to get horrible reviews from people on the internet. Mm-hmm. The internet is a mistake. Right. I'm, uh, my wife said it best. It's like, it's Brie Larson, an African-American character, and a character that said something so, as a kind of homophobic, and an actor that says something kind of homophobic. So it's like, it's like this movie has no chance. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I, this is the first one that, like, I, and, and it's not like the characters well i guess it's kind of the character's fault like i i'm not attached to captain marvel but i think that's just because it that character was introduced in a time where like none of the writers knew what to do with her because she kind of sat in between event films for a little while so like i'm not attached to that character um uh, you know very lukewarm on ms marvel like i like photon a lot i think she was a highlight in wonder vision but i'm not going to you know, shell out $60 to take my family to see it. Right. I think this might be the right. first one that I wait, completely wait till, uh, this comes out on Disney plus on. Right, dang. Hey, for anyone who does not know that, that is saying something from Mike. Yeah. I've, I've seen every MCU movie in theaters since 20, since 2008. This might be the first one I, 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 I hold out on. Oh boy. And then we got like Deadpool three, we've got Captain America uh, and Thunderbolts coming out next year. And they keep pushing blade to the side, poor blade. But I know that's like, (laughs) that's the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah. And I really hope that's like standalone, man. Like, I hope that's just like, that's just exists in its own weird pocket of the MCU. And maybe somebody will make a joke about what happened in Endgame at some point, but like it can just stand alone and be its own thing. Right. Don't don't shove Kit Harrington in my face in this movie. Please. Kit Harrington's going to be in in your face in this movie. It was already yeah. kind of teased, wasn't and, it? Yeah, I'm just like, okay, sure. Yeah, hey, but, so uh, we have Kit, we, we can have Kit Harrington play the one character he knows how to play. I do not want it. I do want it. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, sorry, everybody. Bad, bad, very, very bad. Kit Harrington impression on my point. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen Secret Invasion. Daniel, have you seen I, Secret Invasion? I have, and me and my wife feel like we're taking crazy pills because we are the only people I can find on the internet that like it. Whoa, interesting. The, the entire internet is saying that this is the worst MCU project ever. Like people are just straight saying that on online. Everyone like, finds like everyone I heard ever say like it's the only thing I've seen from the MCU that's universally hated. And me and my wife watched it and we're like. We're watching different shows. What was wrong with that? That was good. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting take. But yeah, you know, based on what we just talked about this episode too, it sounds like you and I have very interesting takes on on, on some of these too. Uh, <laughs> I, I let's just say, people, I cannot wait until we do Phase Five oh, because <laughs> of what me and Mike have discussed offline Discord as I've been catching up on Phase Five movies. <laughs> Mike's getting a little salty. <laughs> oh, there's there's a movie on Phase Five that I oh I like get ready incredible hulk you're gonna have your you're gonna be standing on the shoulders of this movie i I cannot believe i'm gonna have to fight to defend that movie i don't want to mike well 
maybe in the next couple of years because it's probably going to take a little while since we get to that but uh yeah like we're scheduled to finish phase five at least the films uh by february 2025 so yeah we've got some time man (laughs) I was saying, maybe if we really just get the itch, we we decide we've hit the halfway point. Maybe we do the first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if we're getting that itch. But uh, yeah, man, stay subscribed, everybody. Like, I can't wait to talk about this some more. Glad that we're all, like, caught up on this now, too, because, like, this was something that I figured would be, like, years in the making. But we got through it in, like, a year. Yeah, I say, I say, uh, hooray for me having lots of time while being on paternity leave. Yeah, you <laughs> should have catch up on this stuff. You should have more babies. We can catch up on more stuff. That's it, Alyssa. Now I don't need you on my wife's side on this. <laughs> <laughs> let's do, let's do the DCEU ranked. <laughs> How about that? Oh Lord! <laughs> it's okay. No. I, I've already got you on the Zack Snyder Superman trilogy. That's I'm that's I'm I'm happy with that. <laughs> with that being said daniel what you got there all right mike well i have a i don't know whether to call this a youtube video or a movie at this juncture but as he there is a youtube or there's youtube channel that i've mentioned before uh as he daniel green i I believe i recommended Mm -hmm. his book at one point and you've actually you've you've got around to reading it i did i've read i've read both of his books that you recommended they're they're great yeah, that's a very good for an author. It's like, well, he just put out a video that he claimed on one of his videos that he put arguably more work into than either of his books. Oh, really? Okay. He said, he said, this is purely a passion project. It is a three, it's almost a three and a half hour video of him breaking down the first two seasons of Fringe. <laughs> and... I have never watched. I just watched it. I'm like, I don't care if he spoils stuff. I've never watched the show. I want to watch Fringe now. So, you know, I think it did its job. (laughs) One of my absolute favorite things in the world, and I mean this like wholeheartedly, no matter what the discipline is, what the art form is, whatever it is, is nerds and dorks just going off on whatever it is that they're nerdy or dorky about. It is one of my (laughs) favorite things, dude. Right, and it was just so great, like, like just seeing this man, like, the utter joy, and he said that it, this show is partially responsible for him moving. <laughs> moving? The show, yeah, because the show is based out of, like, Boston, and him and his, him and his girlfriend went to Boston to, for, like, location stuff, so he could get a feel for it. So he, he went to Boston just to write this video, and him and his girlfriend <laughs> fell in love with Boston so much that they just moved there. That is some dedication. I, I don't know if I love any movie or TV show <laughs> as much as that. <laughs> I know, and it's just like, it is so great. Like, and I'm much with you. It's like, I, I love... Like anytime someone like I, I generally don't like like the two to three hour YouTube videos just because my my schedule does not allow me to watch those very mm-hmm. often. But I just love when people do them about shows they're so passionate about. It's the same rationale as a guy I watched that did like uh, almost two hour videos covering each season of Lost because I'm just like, yeah, sure, but go off, man. Like I, it's like it's just so enjoyable. Dude, dorks unite, man. Again, like if you're if you're out there dorky about something, like own it, man. Like it, like if 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 somebody asks you, and this is for the listeners out there, if somebody asks you, like, hey, what have you been checking out lately? Don't be don't be shy. Go off on them, dude. Like 
hold them hostage right there until you are done five hours later they're just nodding politely just go off dude don't be shy (laughs) exactly that's awesome man well uh i don't have one that's like nearly as long as that (laughs) it's about 38 minutes but i've got a, a a no clip documentary for you all uh, I think you guys might enjoy. Uh, no clip is a. Uh, it's from Danny O'Dwyer. He used to be like from GameStop, GameSpot, or something like that. I can't remember what channel he used to be on, but he started his own little like documentary uh, uh, business, and like they put out some awesome stuff. Like the, the I, I highly recommend the the documentary about like the Witcher series. That was like a multi part one that that came out like a couple of years ago. Very fascinating, very enlightening stuff. Uh, this one actually came out today. You know, I was kind of looking for stuff to, to, to share for this segment of the show. And uh, I was watching it earlier today, too, just having it on while I was working. And this is about the making of those Burger King games. Do you remember that, Daniel? Was that something that came across your <laughs> lexicon when you were a kid? I do remember. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like Sneak King. We're talking like king cart like those games for xbox 3 they were exclusive to xbox 360 and like this is about them like and the crew like tracking down some of the like uh some of the developers who were responsible for making those games to talk about why they were made (laughs) how they were made and kind of like the cult following that kind of uh came across one because i played one of them i played sneak king and it's actually not a bad game. It's like a tiny little it like it barely counts as a game. It's almost as a glorified demo, but like it's a pretty cool thing. Like you go to Burger King and you get an Xbox 360 game to go with your meal, dude. Why not? Yeah, it, it, it's just the most <laughs> random thing, but I I find it quite entertaining. Yeah, and I think most people actually will, especially if you're familiar with that kind of stuff. So links for both the documentary and uh, Daniel Green going off on a fringe for three hours uh, in the links below. But uh, that'll do it, my friend. I had a great time ranking these MCU stuff. Can't wait to do it for something else. Right. Like, yes, my my brain is racing. I'm like, what else can we rank? We've done all the MCU. We've done Star Wars. There must be something. Oh, and some something some news to share. I know that Star Wars episode was like the last one we did before we went on our break. That was actually one of our uh, most listened to episodes. So thank you to all of you who checked that out. And if you stuck around because of that episode, welcome. And we can't go back and listen to this, like some other great stuff. Like you know, our our show is meant to like be. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Not not timely i guess like we, we you can listen to right. these like in anything because we don't talk about news or anything like that right that's yeah, so we i think the most thing we'll do is we may do our e3 and summer game fest episodes right. but that's about it yeah and our end of the year stuff as well too but I, you know yeah. i think those are as expected but because they're just fun to do but uh yeah well, thank you guys for checking out and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode stay tuned for our next like dorky ranks so we'll figure that out at some point but uh for my co-host daniel i am your co-host mike and every time we we find out that Captain America fucks. GG. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll censor that. <laughs>